You are listening to The Influencer Podcast, episode number 72. I am so beyond excited to introduce this week's guest, as she happens to be one of my favorite people in the entire freaking world. I am talking about the lovely Susie Moore. Susie and I met through Melissa Griffin and the mastermind that we've been a part of with Melissa over this last year and have really become close friends since. And the moment that I met Susie, I knew I wanted to have her on this podcast so you could meet her as well. Susie has been featured everywhere from Forbes to Marie Claire, to the Chicago Tribune, to the Today Show, and she happens to be an Amazon best-selling author. Susie presents herself to the media better than anyone I know, and I know a lot of people that have done media. And she also happens to excel in the art form of pitching, which you know is my bag. I love to talk about it. I love to teach it. I love to share it. And I love to bring in experts who also love it as much as I do. Susie is also just a light of a human being. She brings so much joy into the world. She really is the kind of person that when you talk to her, when you meet her, she makes you feel like you can accomplish anything. She makes you feel like you can conquer the world. She makes you feel like you are exactly where you need to be in this place, in this time, and you have everything that you need in your heart and in your mind to make your goals happen. She truly is a woman after my own heart, and I'm so excited to shed Susie's brilliance with you all today and for her to really share her tips behind pitching because she has a really unique angle to pitching that I don't really talk about a lot, so I'm excited to share that with you all. She's also going to talk about being heard, what that means, why it's important, and what you can do to improve your own voice. Stay tuned. This show is brought to you by our free webinar, Pitch It Perfect, a completely free webinar that gives you access to my five steps for helping bloggers and influencers like you land brand collabs, press, and negotiate better deals. This webinar has strategies and steps that will literally blow your mind. You can join the free webinar by going to pitchitperfect.net forward slash webinar. Welcome to the Influencer Podcast. Each week, Julie Solomon, a marketing strategist and New York Times bestselling publicist, takes you behind the scenes with successful influencers, bloggers, and industry elites in conversation to share how they engage, persuade, and grow their unique influence. Her mission is to share exclusive insider tips, wisdom, and action-based tools to help you strengthen, monetize, and build your own industry-leading influence. Hello, Susie Moore. Julie, I'm so excited to be talking to you right now. I am so, so, so excited. You are one of my most favorite people in the entire planet. You too. Um, I am so excited to have you here. So I first want to want to share with my community how you and I met, mm. um, which was mm-hmm. through a mastermind. And some of them may not even know what a mastermind is. Susie, do you want to share what a mastermind is and how we came together? Yes. Well, I believe everything has some some type of, you know, divine intervention. And by a fab lady, Melissa Griffin, we joined her business mastermind called Pursuit with Purpose. And we met, I believe, gosh, I'm remembering the dates right, October? Last year? Yeah, it's like in the fall. Oh, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, October last year. And since then, we've been hanging out in LA, soon we'll be hanging out in New York. It's basically a group of people all at around the same-ish level in business, looking for similar things, coming together and sharing wisdom with each other and being open with one another. It's, it's really awesome. It is. We have a great, um, you know, Melissa is so intentional and pursuits yep. with purpose. And mm-hmm. she really brought together 12 of us. And it's just, yep. it's just amazing. We have 12 women who are just awesome. And I got to meet Susie through that. And everyone listening, this woman is a powerhouse when it comes to everything entrepreneurship and being fabulous. But specifically, and what we're going to be diving into today is the art form that I love so much, which is the art form of pitching. And nobody knows how to pitch themselves better than Miss Susie Moore. And that is me saying that this woman has been covered by every media outlet that you possibly can imagine. I'm going to go ahead and just list a few. Maybe you've heard Mm -hmm. of them. Forbes, Inc., Marie Claire, Self, Shape, Family Circle, Mind Body Green, Entrepreneur, Business Insider. I mean, the list goes on and on and on. And she is so fabulous at knowing how to present herself in the media and how to position and pitch herself in the media that she has also been on the Today Show and she is an Amazon bestseller in Women in Business. And she created a course called Five Minutes to Famous, which we are going to be talking about today, that will teach you how to do the exact same. So mm-hmm. I'm just so excited for our conversation today. And let's just get started with it. I'm going to ask you a question that I ask everyone that comes on the show, Susie. Mm-hmm. Okay. And that is, what does influence mean to you? Oh, what does influence mean to me? I think it's kind of evolved this term influence, but um, the way that I think about it very simply is the ability to to lead and have an impression on other people. Mm, I love that. Um, so let's just dive into this. I want to know what well, I do know. I want you to share with everyone what you do in terms of your business and your brand, what makes it unique and how mm-hmm. you grow your influence and how you service your community around you. Mm-hmm. I love that question. So essentially, when I uh, started my business, you know, I was growing my email list, I was launching different programs, I was working as a coach, doing various things. And one thing that I really noticed that people struggled with was pr- like confidently becoming visible in their businesses. So, you know, they can do the work, you know, work behind the scenes, absolutely, like, at, you know, 24 hours a day, uh, really, really hustle. But they're not very confident in presenting themselves, talking about themselves, talking about their business, themselves out there, so to speak, as everybody uh, references. And that's an area where I really wanted to help because you can be you can be the most wonderful person, yeah, you know, if be the most, most talented business owner, but if not enough people know about you, your impact and influence, it's going to be completely limited. And the way that I've grown my business, grown my list, et cetera, has been through really leveraging the media and getting a lot out of uh, different audiences online. And a lot of people kind of wanted to know about that and wanted to learn how they could do that too. Mm. So it's one of my great joys to help people really just become more visible and confidently do it, do it by being themselves. I love that. And the way that I know that you teach people, one of the ways that you that you kind of niche down to make it really um, attainable and tangible and simplified for them is that you mm-hmm. teach them through guest posting and contributing posting, which we're going to dive into today. Mm-hmm. Um, and I love what you said that 
you know, you teach people that by guest posting, by contributing to countless media and really putting yourself out there in that way, they become the influencer. It's not the other way around. So you claim that expert status. It's never given to you. And Mm -hmm. I love that you said power can only ever be seized, not bestowed. So can you dive Mm -hmm. into that a little bit more and share with us what you mean? Yes. I think plenty of people still have the objection. They have to be an expert or a guru, or they have to be famous, or they need to have some type of massive following to share their voice or their opinion. They think that, you know, that has to come first. That status somehow has to come first. Like, oh, no one's going to be interested in what I have to say unless I have etc, etc, etc. And there are so many things that we think we need. Whereas if you're a human being with a voice and something to say, that means that there is somebody who needs to listen. Mm -hmm. And if there is one person who wants to listen, there are going to be many people who want to listen. And it's by sharing your voice, sharing your story, sharing your tips, sharing who you are, your story really is your cred, that you become the expert in the eyes of many. For example, just say you're a makeup artist, right? Uh, If you you're constantly sharing ideas on how to do a great smoky eye, how to do a summer lip, how to have a perfect flush look. If you're releasing this content over and over again online, that's how you become found. And that's how you become the expert in the eyes of the people who are looking to find the information that you're putting out. Mm. And there's really, in, in, in my opinion and experience, no faster even easier, unprouded way to do it than by releasing written content. Mm, I love that. And so I would love to know, where did your passion for this come from? I think that it was kind of a bit of an accident, like <laughs> like many things are, I think, in business. And we think, gosh, there should have been a great plan or maybe there was some divine moment. But when I started my coaching business, I was working as a sales director for a Fortune 500 company selling software. And I wanted to uh, be a coach. So I started my side hustle working you know, a few hours a week. And I thought, how are people going to know that they can hire me as a coach once I've kind of tapped out my friends, friends of friends, LinkedIn network? Where are my new clients going to come from? And then when I was constantly bored in my cubicle, like, you know, wanting to die, you know, those moments when you just can't bear it. I was always reading websites like Mind Body Green and Elephant Journal and Tiny Buddha. And the more I just kind of paid attention, the more I saw that it was a lot of coaches writing for, for websites like Mind Body Green, for example. And at the bottom of their articles, there'd be a link, like book a coaching call with me or, you know, join my community or, you know, whatever it was, even, you know, some follow on social media. And I just decided instantly just throw my hat in the ring and see if I could get a piece published. Mm-hmm. And Mind Body Green was the very first place that ever published me in 2014. And that got me started and I became addicted. And that's how it kind of came about. And then as you, cause you said you became addicted. So from there, were you like, oh wow. So now I know that this works. And did you just start going like gangbusters? Just boom, boom, boom. Yes. And so my first piece had like over nearly over 3000 shares and it wasn't a great piece really. Like, (laughs) you know, I think often we look back and we think, oh gosh, that was terrible, but it was good enough at the time. Right. Right. And you should be embarrassed by your early work. Of course. you're meant to evolve. Yeah, your, your first work should never be your greatest. <laughs> if it is, you got a problem. Right. <laughs> you want a big problem if you're working four years ago is your best work. But, uh, but I mean, I, I saw it had like over 3,000 shares. I was like, wow, there is a whole market out there, people who are hungry for this stuff. And the piece was called um, No is the New Yes or No is the New Black, um, How to Scare Back Your Busy Life. And because I was so working full time, I had a side hustle. I just knew a few tips in terms of being able to 
you know, say no to things. Mm. And that's all I shared. And that was enough. Like that was enough to get started. And then, yeah, then I started pitching other places. I started uh, writing pretty consistently for Marie Claire. I got to interview some cool celebrities doing that. You can get paid to do that. So yeah, I just, I, I became obsessed with it. And you started, I mean, speaking at events and being on panels and I mean, you've really led such a, a marketing plan for yourself through doing this. Yes. I actually think that guest posting is the most untapped, best kept secret of growing influence. And I think it's actually the root of some of the best PR because that's how people find out about you. Mm -hmm. So walk us, and I know you can't give us all the nitty gritty details in Mm -hmm. the next 30 minutes, but if you could (laughs) walk us through just a general consensus for someone who's listening, that's like, hold the phone. I didn't even know that this was possible. I didn't know that I could do this. Walk them through how could they go about becoming a contributor or trying to guest post for the first time? First of all, if you've got an appetite for it, you must do it. And you don't have to be a perfect writer. I still don't consider myself a writer. I mean, I don't really identify as, you know, I'm, I'm this great writer. My writing's good enough and I write like I talk. Mm. So if you can talk, you can write. And if you've got even an inkling that this is going to be for you, then it is for you because editors need content. You're actually, you know, doing a great thing if you're contributing. Mm-hmm. And you only need to really know a couple of things. The first is what it is that you want to say. And you can kind of, you know, test different topics, play around, and you probably will in the beginning until you kind of land on what it is that's meaningful for you if you're starting out. But of course, if you're established and you know your business, you already know your topic. So you want to know what it is that you want to say, and you want to know where your people are. Mm. So you are you going to be pitching mom like, or parenting publications? Is it going to be more business? Will it be more fashion and beauty? Will it be more travel? Then having a basic understanding of where your audience are online. And so, you just do that through researching and just kind of, you know, being, being resourceful, I would, yeah. I would think. Yeah. Just doing a little bit of homework on the front end. Yes, it's, it's a sim, it really is, it's almost deceptively simple how this, how, how this really works, you know, I almost wish there were, you know, really a, a formula to share, but just Googling around, seeing what's hot, type, for example, just say you wanted to say, you know, the five best travel tips for Bali, for example, mm. I would just say that that's what I wanted to write. I would Google that and see what's popping up at the top, mm-hmm. what publication, what type of tone they have. I check out how many views they have. I use similar web to measure how much website. Similar web. Okay. Good to know. Similarweb.com. Yes. So you can type in any website into similar web and it'll tell you how much traffic that website gets per month. So how many uh, views and unique visits. And then I would probably just start pitching the, the largest. So Mm -hmm. you can, you can do some kind of niche blogs too. Especially if you are in a real niche, you can have a great quality return there. But in the beginning, I think it can be more fun to to work with a kind of quantity style mm. media. And uh, and nothing's really off limits. I mean, you might not want to go to the New York Times or Oprah.com <laughs> first. But even, you know, <laughs> but, you know, so Condé Nast, Hearst, and Lee <laughs> Meredith, they, they're open. They're often accepting uh, pitches. And I think that just a lot of people don't know that. No, they don't. And, and that's what I love because, you know, the, the program that I have, which is pitch, pitch It Perfect, does teach a ton of pitch strategy, but it's really focused on how to acquire the brand deals, right? And then how to negotiate your best rate from that. Um, yes. But with 
my background, and this is why you and I, we connect so much and we just love to, to talk shop so much together is because there is, there's so many different ways that you can skin the cat. I mean, it's not just pitching for brand deals. You can, you can pitch for media, you can pitch for speaking events. You can, you can pitch yourself for live events. You can pitch yourself for really an array of whatever it is that you want to do, as long as you are being open to being creative, really. Um, Mm -hmm. And I would love for you to kind of tell us, because I think that there's so many, especially those students of mine in my community who have taken Pitch It Perfect, there's Mm -hmm. so many gleams that they could learn from you on how to even even pivot a little bit the strategies that they already know and then use it to what you teach. So I would Mm -hmm. love for you to share what five minutes to famous is all about and what is, you know, what can we really find and, and learn from in five minutes to famous? Yes. So I guess um, guest posting has many advantages. I always joke that it's a gift, like the gift that keeps on giving, because unlike, uh, I guess, some maybe even paid forms of advertising, if you're looking to grow your list, for example, or drive people to a landing page, uh, guest posts live in perpetuity. So it's not like when you switch an ad off, there are no more leads. Guest posts drive leads forever. Your stuff is always out there, which is wonderful because that just compounds for you in terms of your influence and what's out there. So it's essentially about growing your email list, attracting new clients, if that's what it is that you want, and then being able to really skyrocket your reputation and grow your brand by being your own publicist. I love it. Because not everybody has the resources to have a publicist, and that's totally cool. And not, it's, it's not really meant for everybody. Mm-mm. But there's so much power that we have if we're just able to share what it is that we know and realize that there are people who want to hear it. And it's really our obligation to share what we know. I mean, it's not what experience is for. <laughs> you know, it really, it really is, you know, our, our job to share with people what it is that we know that's helpful in really any life area. I'm yet to find an area where guest posting isn't helpful. Yes. Yeah, it's so true. My friends, have you ever thought that you have done the hard part? You have started your business and you have taken that leap from belief into really stepping out and claiming a vision for yourself. But you know that if you want to make money doing what you love, you need other support. You need to grow. You need to scale. You need a marketing strategy. You need a lot of this stuff. Now, of course, I talk so much about these things, right? Like how to identify your target audience, where to find them, which marketing channels to focus on. So you're really making the most out of your budget. And of course, how to use things like data to set goals. But there's another great podcast that I love out there that also talks about this stuff. And it's called This is Small Business. This is Small Business, an original podcast from Amazon, answers so many of these kinds of questions. Whether you're dreaming of starting your business or you're looking to take a part-time side hustle full-time, or maybe you're a few years in and you're ready to scale. This is Small Business is going to give you the practical tips that you can start using today. And I know that if you love these topics on my podcast, you're going to love them on this one too. Make sure to follow This is Small Business on Apple Podcasts or Spotify so you don't miss these fantastic episodes. And a big thanks to This is Small Business business for sponsoring the show. And then are they, if, if we join five minutes to famous in there, we're going to find kind of, I mean, you, you really lay out, you know, mm-hmm. kind of the step-by-step and really give us the resources that we need just to kind of get started pretty much immediately. Right. Like it's not something that we're going to have to yeah. take time to learn for months oh. on end. No, you can take, I mean, some people even power through it and you, you get the, how to exactly define where your audience is online. 
exactly how to write a, a perfect article. It's all script based mm. using the exact pitch script that works too. how to write the perfect bio. Cause there are a few things that really come together to get the ideal outcome based on what it is that you want. So Julie, what are your, what do your community most want? So if they had a piece live, for example, say it was a Marie Claire, what would they most want to be driving to or highlighting? I would say that they would want it to most drive back to their blog where their content lived. Mm, okay. So for traffic, traffic yep, and use of Exactly. Well, that, I mean, that's perfect, right? Because it's so easy. You're everyone, you know, would have a blog or a basic website and you can always just be including the same link. And this, I'm not sure how much you get into SEO with your peeps. Wait, let's not do sure. it. Wait, let's go for it. <laughs> <laughs> so, I mean, I can, I can go crazy on my SEO, but so search engine optimization means that the more websites that backlink, meaning link to your blog, uh, means that you're ranked more highly by Google organically because you're considered a legitimate platform. Mm. It's, so the, it's their algorithm, right? Legitimizing right. you. Yeah. Yes, that's right. So the number of backlinks, so how, however many media outlets there are out there, if say, you know, 50 are linking to your blog, then you're naturally going to rise a lot um, compared to if you had zero or maybe one or two. Mm. And it just, it just means that this is always working for you. And this never dissolves, right? There's no timer on this. It's always just becoming, uh, just compounding for you. So it's, I mean, there, there are so, like there, again, there are so many benefits, but driving traffic to your blog, you actually can see massive peaks and massive email. Actually, uh, one of my students yesterday had 800 new subscribers, oh, which wow. is a really a piece that she wrote. So. And, she, and you can, I mean, it's trackable because you can see on the back end of your web analytics where the traffic is coming from. Exactly. It will say da, 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 Entreport or whatever your platform is, mm-hmm. forward slash Mind Body Green, forward slash L Magazine, wherever it is. So it's all completely trackable. And then you have data, not only informing you where to pitch next, but also when you have a few different content pieces out there. Say, for example, just saying with this makeup idea, you do natural makeup, wedding makeup, summer makeup, and then, I don't know, extreme, extreme makeup, you know, fun makeup. Whatever it is that you're, uh, that you're creating, whatever guest post you're creating that has the most likes, comments, shares, that can also inform your next product or your next, like your, your next big thing in your business, because you're getting all this real-time data based on what people want. Mm, it's so good. And I, I just, I love the tracking capabilities of that because I think a lot of times the big issue with my community and those listening, when they do brand deals, for example, unless the brand gives you their internal marketing information, you're not really going to always know the return on investment. You're not really always going to know if, if they don't include you in their, on their website and, and link back to your content or link back to your website, you're not going to be able to really track that to gauge, like, was this a collaboration that was worth doing? And so mm, I love like that. This. Yeah. So I love that with the guest posting, it's so easy to track the data. So you can decide, wow, the audience of Mind Body Green really connects with my content you know, maybe that's something that I should do more of, or, oh, you know, I did this guest post over here on joeschmo.com and the audience didn't really engage that well with my content there. So maybe I don't need to be, you know, putting any more pitch eggs into that basket. So I love that it lays that all out. That's so awesome. And I think that there's such a benefit there. Yeah, it's so transparent. And also, um, I have a, a rule now. I less so in the beginning because I just wanted as many logos, you know, as I could on my site and to be, you know, out there as much as possible. But for example, a website like Britain Co. or like the Rachel Zoe Report, uh, they don't they it's a bit 
trickier to get the links that you want to link to your site on those sites, for example, or that they most recently that's been the case for me. So now I'm even choosier about what is going to link to me. Mm. So I will also be um, really selective and invest my time and energy in investing in guest posting that's really going to get a return. Yes. That's such a good takeaway. Yeah. And the other, um, the other great thing about guest posting, and I always say you can turn one guest post into 20 is you can also often host it on your blog. Often that's absolutely cool. Mm. And because you have so many Instagram, um, Instagram fab people here, you could take it just say your guest post is 10 ways to whatever it is that could then be 10 Instagram posts. You can chop it up on Instagram, Mm -hmm. do a Facebook live. You can reuse and recycle your content a lot. Repurpose it on Pinterest and hello. I mean, that's just it just goes like a wildfire there if you put it back yes. on a blog. Like that's amazing. Yes. Yes. Because we, we want to let it be easy, right, Julie? I mean, everyone's busy. We're all doing a lot of things, right? So we want to make sure if we invest in anything new, it's going to be really leveraged so we can get a lot out of it. That's how I think about it. Yes. And I do too. And I just, I, I love, I love, you know, exciting ideas and refreshing ideas and refreshing ways for people to pitch themselves, share their story, get themselves out there. I just, I love Mm -hmm. this so much. Um, One thing that you have is a confidence about you that just shines. It's what makes everyone want to be around you. It's just, you light up the room when you walk through the door. You just have such a joy and a confidence in you that is so magnetic. And I would love if you could share with people, for those who may not feel that they have that, maybe they're more introverted or maybe they just, they've had a crummy day and they just don't feel good about themselves that day. What could you help them or kind of give them some gleams on ways to really um, use your voice and speak up and be heard and just remembering that you don't have to be perfect. You know, that the confidence really lies in using your voice and the courage to do that. Yes. Oh, well, first of all, thank you very much, Julie. I feel exactly the same way about you. I feel as if, as, and actually it's very important, I think, for me to say, I'm not qualified in anything. So when people say, uh, oh, Susie's got some of the best media, da, 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 or she, uh, even in my corporate background, some of my achievements, I have a high school education and I have no life coaching certification and I had no connections in any of this. And I'm, as you can probably tell, uh, I'm not even from the country. So it's not as if I have anything that you probably don't have, right? You're, probably the people uh, tuning in have a whole lot more advantages, qualifications, experience than me. Uh, the only thing that I think that I think I guess I have going for me is that I am happy to take imperfect action. Mm, and I love that. This effort and go mentality works. <laughs> it's probably something that you teach too, Julie, but being perfect, I mean, you'll be waiting forever. You'll be a skeleton on your doorstep one day, right? Waiting for the perfect opportunity or waiting to be ready, right? So uh, moving forward imperfectly and being totally okay with that, I think is a real strength. Mm. And I don't know about you. I'm not a perfectionist. I don't care about that. I just care about doing what I can with the gifts that I have right now. Yes. I love that. And, and just being perfect in your imperfections. Like it's, yeah. it's, we're all the same in that way. We are all the same. And, you know, like you said, when you have a crummy day, if you're, you know, if you're feeling low, I think we all have those. I had a couple of days like that recently. I allow them, you know, I know that they're going to be temporary. I know that eventually they'll pass because they always do. Right. Mm -hmm. We we all have our, our different moments in life. I kind of allow it. I kind of lay low, do what kind of feels good to me. No, it will pass. And then as soon as I feel better, I start just getting busy again, because I think that 
in being busy, especially when your action just feels really aligned with you, that's where, I mean, that's where your confidence comes from. It's not from really thinking. It's not from really contemplating too much. It's just from kind of getting busy. And if you're busy enough, I mean, I always think success is such a numbers game. If you're just showing up, <laughs> like you're going to win eventually, right? right. Every, I get rejected all the time and that's cool with me. Yes. You know, I mean, that, that that's cool. Uh, I don't, I try not to take things too personally, but I know that it's not really about me. Mm-hmm. It's about, uh, you know, timing and every no is just like, and it is good to have a sales background, I guess, in that respect, because every no is just kind of to be expected. That's cool. But it's always just a bit closer to the right. Yes. The next yes. Absolutely. And it's, and it's not really for the faint of heart, right? Who is just, you know, they're going to try it once. And then if it doesn't work, they're like, oh, well, I guess I just can't do this. It's like, no, it's like, <laughs> do you know, and especially when it comes to pitching and that, that is the biggest, the biggest feedback that I always love to share and that I always love to talk about. And so I'm glad that you just brought it up that a lot of times people think, well, I guess it must not work for me, you know, or I tried that and it didn't work. So I guess I'm not doing it right. Or I, I guess it doesn't work, or I guess it may work for her, but it's not going to work for me. And it's like, do you know how many knows that you get. I mean, for every yes that you get, for every for every pitch that you land, there yeah. there's at least probably 20 to 50 that you didn't land. You yeah, know, I mean it's Yes, it's just it's part of it. And so I I hope that that's a good reminder for those listening for the people who think like well, I can't do that or, you know, she must have something that I don't have or the ones that are always I can't, I won't you know. Oh, oh yes. I mean, it's like, I saw this funny thing on Instagram. I think I reposted it or if I haven't, I will. Um, somebody said, you know, when you learn to walk, you fell over a lot, but you never said, you know what, this isn't for me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) This ain't going to work for me. I mean, you have a gorgeous son, right? He's not like, yeah, no, that doesn't work. It's like, get back up, get Get back up. up." Mm -hmm. And I think that the mastery is when you get back up, that bounce back rate is quick. Absolutely. And I've been seeing this, my, my son's actually taking uh, chess lessons right now and skateboarding lessons, which could not be any different. And they, they both work very different muscles, but it's so interesting to see that he'll have a challenge. Um, you know, chess is hard. I don't care if you're an 80 year old man. I mean, he's four and a half, like I don't know how to play and just him learning just what the pieces, how the pieces move is such a challenge. And he'll get very frustrated. And he's like, I don't want to do this game. And I just say, well, you can, you can step away from it right now. And then he always does. He steps away and about five minutes later, he comes down and he's right back at it. Mm. And, and same thing with the skateboarding, he'll fall down, he'll get frustrated. He won't want to do it again. And then five minutes will pass. He'll forget about that. And he'll remember how fun it is. And then he'll dive right back into it. And so Mm -hmm. I think that that can be said with pitching as well, as well, that if you, if you find a moment or really life in general, that you're getting Mm -hmm. frustrated or you can't figure out something or something's not, you know, your expectation is getting violated, then just step back, take a beat and then come back at it when you are in more alignment. I completely agree with you. That is such a perfect way of putting it. It's like, do your thing. Don't get what you want. You need to like, uh, you need to restore your energy a little bit, right? So come back to a more of a neutral place and then just seriously, like staying at it. How, if you ever read any autobiographies or business books, you'll see that everyone just stays the game. I mean, I was just recently reading Charlie Chaplin's autobiography, who was, he's a, like, he's like the king of silent film. He's like an mm-hmm. English mm-hmm. Uh, and he was like the most famous man in America for a long time. Definitely one of the wealthiest. And he just, because I recently finished his book, there were probably at least 10 to 11, 10 to 12, 13, maybe even more times I highlighted them in the book where most people would have given up. 
Mm. Like he went bankrupt once he, he got shut down, like he got fired and he just kept going. You just, I think there's, it, it's so undramatic and unsexy, but I really think that that's the secret. I really just think it's staying at it. And mm-hmm. if you've read the book Grit, I'm not sure. Oh if you've yeah. Read. Oh yeah. Yeah. Like she speaks about this. She's like, what makes it, what makes a genius? What makes a talented person? There's really no marker of a person that really creates the success that they want apart from just getting back up. Yes. And there's the the only difference between people succeeding versus people not succeeding is the ones that see the success have the resilience and the endurance that the other people chose not to have. Yes. I actually heard it put really beautifully once by somebody who said success and failure are the same road. Success is just further down that road. Mm, I love and that. People just, people just park. They're like, nope. <laughs> like, I'm, yeah, this, this, this ain't my road. And it's like, well, it is your road, you know, but it's, I think it's just important to like pitching. I mean, I, I mean, not hearing anything back, not, you know, hearing a no, I absolutely think that's fine. You know, it's like, I have a complete poker face about the whole thing. I'm just like, okay, cool. Next. Who else? What, mm-hmm. what else? what do they need? Let me pivot. And I think just being able to not take things personally and going like and staying in the game will absolutely make you succeed over others tenfold. Mm, yeah. I love that. I want to know as well, how guest posting, contributing, writing, you know, doing all of this media that you've done for so long, how did that lead into writing books? Aha. What a good question. <laughs> This is another perk of guest mm-hmm. posting. So I uh, I created a book around side hustling because that was what my audience wanted. Mm-hmm. And when I went to uh, publish, self-publish my book, uh, uh, an acquisitions editor at a publishing house saw it via a guest post and contacted me and offered me a book deal. So wow. there's so much ways to be discovered. And I mean, I've even had influencer, it's not, influencer deals aren't so much my business, but I've had those requests because people find out about you if your content is out there. Mm-hmm. Plus speaking gigs, kind of like you said, you get so many different opportunities. Uh, and I think that once you start writing, you realize how much there is to say. And books, I think, can be like a really natural extension if you want, right? I mean, if you want. I'm working on my next book right now. And uh, I mean, I think it's really thrilling and exciting, but I'm going to be using my guest posting channels and method to sell that book mm. when, it, you know, when it comes out, because it's always our job, right, to sell our products. And um, even a big part of my book proposal was about my publicity. So this always works in your favor because it not only gives you massive cred, but it lives forever. Your media lives forever online. And I love that. And it just, it kind of made this something pop up to me because I feel like a lot of times where my audience struggles is that they get so focused on, on Instagram and their Instagram feed and how to grow that and how to grow that. And the amount of time and energy and blood, sweat and tears that they spend trying to get this tiny platform to grow that really at the end of the day, only probably one to 3% of their audience actually sees that content anyways. And I'm sitting back thinking like, oh my gosh, like how big could you grow if you spent the same amount of time, blood, sweat, tears, and energy doing something like guest posting? You know, mm-hmm. doing, so, you know, like helping yourself out in these other ways. You're, you're working hard. You've got the ethic and the work ethic is there, but you're spending, you're spending too much time on this platform that you're not really seeing a huge return on. So <gasps> why yes. would you continue to invest, you know, and not to say to leave the platform. I think that Instagram mm-hmm. has its space, you know, especially depending on what you, what you do and, you know, there's a ton of factors there, mm-hmm. but it's just about diversifying it a little bit more. And I feel like that people you know, especially in my community, a lot of the women in my community put all of their eggs in that one Instagram basket and and get so 
um, laser focus there that they can't really see that there's other opportunities surrounding them, just waiting for it, like abundantly waiting for Mm -hmm. them to grab. And so I really hope Mm -hmm. that they hear this today and they hear you today and how you know, how you were able to make this happen. And, you know, you got book deals, you've gotten featured. It's, it's just so much great stuff. Yeah. That, well, I have a couple of things to say about that with Instagram because I follow a lot of great influencers because it's such a gorgeous platform. A lot of them, I mean, I always think to myself, I hope they're doing this because they're essentially micro blogging, right? Mm-hmm. That's if you're writing a blog, that's maybe, you know, 400 words or less. Mm-hmm. That's essentially a microblog. And if you're saying, you know, my morning routine, so you've got a gorgeous Insta post of, you know, a cup of coffee, whatever, and you've written a few, maybe two, three, four hundred words on a morning routine, that's a guest post. Mm-hmm. You can take you can take that puppy and pitch it. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, you can absolutely use it, maybe beef it out a little bit, add a few more words, add a different title. Uh, but really, you probably have a lot of content like gold mine. Mm-hmm. Probably have a lot more content than you realize. Oh, yeah. You can absolutely recycle. And when someone puts all their focus on one thing, like, like Instagram or really like anything, Facebook ads, whatever it is, I think that, you know, the attachment that you give that it's just not going to be good for you. Right. <laughs> you right. know, but there's so much, you know, expectation of an outcome and like almost like it has to work or, you know, I definitely want this one result. When we cling to it so closely, it just, you know, I, I don't think that's when, when we get the best results. It's when we're a bit less attached. So diversity is good, even just for that reason. Absolutely. And I mean, I remember when I first started blogging, that's exactly what I did because of my PR background. I was thinking Mm -hmm. to myself, okay, how do I stick out among the saturation? How Mm -hmm. do I do something that's a little different? And and it was, it was contributing um, Mm -hmm. on various outlets because it was the one thing that all the other bloggers around me were not doing at the time. And I was, I was producing a lot of mom content at the time because I had just had my son. So Mm -hmm. it was modern mom, mom mom.me, people.com, mother Mm -hmm. and baby. I mean, any, any, anywhere that I could pitch to, to try to guest post, I would, and I would basically take a blog post, like you just said, whether, you know, my top 10 blankets that you need for a three month old or, you know, whatever it perfect. was, you know, perfect. Right. Yes, perfect. Uh-huh. <laughs> you know, and the different reasons that you need them for one's for an airplane, one's, you know, to, to take a nap at one's to go to the park with whatever mm-hmm. that was. And I started pitching it out to these, these media outlets and they are so, 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 so hungry for the content because they don't have a huge editorial staff anymore. I mean, everyone's freelancers at this point, it's 2018, they need the content. And I just don't think that a lot of bloggers think that way until now, until today, because you've shared with them exactly how to do this. (laughs) Yes. And you know, bloggers, I mean, if you're a blogger, you have, I mean, content is gold. Like I always say content is money in the bank. Mm -hmm. I mean, Having content, this makes you the expert. You're positioned as a V pro and your blog is one thing. It's great to have that. It's great to have your social. But when you put your your opinions, your like your opinion piece, your tips, whatever it is, out there to, to media outlets, some you know that are over a hundred years old, they not only give lend you their credibility in a second, but you have this audience that they've spent millions of dollars and years and years and years building up. You just have access to that like in a snap. Mm. It's like, it's, I mean, I I was actually speaking to somebody recently about this. I'm like, I'm boggled why not everybody is doing this, Mm. you know, which is also a great thing because it's very uncrowded still. This kind of guest posting world, it's very, very uncrowded. I read that uh, less than 1% of Americans have any form of web authorship outside of social media. Wow. That's crazy. 
ain't nobody pitching, Julie. Like, it, editors need content. We have the content, and we're not, like, connecting the dots necessarily. Yes, so. and instead we're just spending all of our time creating new content when you have this plethora, this library of years, and you know, some bloggers, I mean, years of content. And all you need is just, I mean... You don't need that that months a month's worth of content. If if you're blogging three times a week for a month, that's a lot of content. That's twelve blog posts that you could essentially pitch out as articles. Oh yeah, don't write another word. No, for the, for the rest of the year. <laughs> In some cases, actually, somebody uh, one of my students, he's got a hundred and twenty finance blog posts that he's written for his blog for a trickle of traffic. You mm-hmm. know. And, you know, mega sales. And I was like, wow, you are sitting on a fortune. Mm-hmm. Like, well, we'll, you know, come up with some sexy headlines, right? Because that's important too. Right. Uh, but essentially it's like, wow, you've got everything you need. There is no need to create anything more. Mm. Well, speaking of headlines, because you're so fabulous at them, do you have any tips on how to write out or kind of what to look for when it comes um, to a really attention grabbing headline? Yes. Uh, a couple of things. It's great if you've got a bold perspective on something. Mm. So if you've got something that isn't kind of the norm, you know, for example, just say that there's somebody really popular, uh, maybe, I don't know, it's Meghan Markle, just say right now, just say you had an interesting point of view on her or something that no, you've not seen anybody else write about her. And it doesn't have to be about Meghan Markle, but it could be about something to do with fashion, something to do with family, something to do with relationships. I mean, you can really go anywhere with it. Um, having a bold perspective always uh, always stands out. Another thing is uh, it's great to be timely and relevant with anything. And I actually don't do this <laughs> because my content is evergreen. But when I do it, I always feel really happy because I know it's going to be uh, like a popular piece. If you can capture the moment with anything. In fact, um, my first ever paid piece which was for Marie Claire was about wedding hacks because my husband and I got married at city Mm. hall and they, they didn't respond to me for ages. And I just kept following up, kept following up. And the, the reason they said yes and published it. So it's my first ever paid piece written for Hearst. Uh, it was because it was the wedding of Kim Kardashian and Kanye West. And because it was timely relevant, they're like hot on the heels of one of the most expensive weddings of the year here are some cheap wedding hacks. Mm, so just a, yeah. So t- well, like if you just pay attention to what's going on, like in the news, you know, like who, who's getting married, what, what's popular, you know, what's hot, what's current, you can, you can like really like just kind of hitch onto a wagon that's already hot. Then you're also very likely to be accepted quickly. But when it comes to headlines uh, specifically, the one good tip that I can share is, which can really work for most pieces, is fear and something more controversial is more likely to be clicked on than something optimistic. Mm. For example, for example uh, just say that you want to write about relationships. Instead of saying, you know, this one tip will make your marriage happier, uh, you might want to call it the one thing that's ruining your marriage. <laughs> it doesn't sound very happy, I know. But people are often more motivated by fear. Uh, or, you know, these seven tips will make you, you know, happier at work. Uh, could be instead seven reasons you're not getting promoted. And it can be essentially essentially the same piece. But uh, if you have more of a negative edge, I've really learned that that can can work in your favor too. And you can probably even see it in your own life what you tend to click on. Mm. The way that Tony Robbins explains it, I love how um, he puts it so simply. It's like, Julie, if if I said to you, uh, hey, do you want to make a thousand bucks? You might be like, yeah, you know, that's cool. 
versus if I said, Julie, someone just stole a thousand dollars from you. Mm. <laughs> right. It's like, it's kind of the same thing, you know, how you end up, right. but that like, it can be very motivating. Oh yes. The delivery is completely different. Yeah. Yeah. So sometimes things that can scare us or shake us a little too can, um, can tend to perform better. Love that. Oh, that's such a good tips. Thank you. Thank you. So I wanted to ask you really quick, um, cause I'd asked you before we popped on about strategies that you've tried in the past that have not worked. Mm. And you said investing, and we kind of talked about this with Instagram, but we're going to switch over to what you said, investing too much energy into Facebook business pages. What do mm-hmm. you mean by that? And what did you learn from that? So Facebook now, I mean, if I have a business page, I think I have nearly 50,000 like likes or followers and I get zero traffic to that. So there, there, I mean, if I release a, a blog post or an article, I get maybe one or two likes. So I, I invested quite a lot of energy and, uh, and money in building this business page earlier on. And now it's just, I, I don't know if it's completely meaningless or if maybe if I, there's something that I'm missing, but I know that a lot of people complain that their business page doesn't drive anything for them. There's just simply no exposure of the business pages or like they used to be. So I think it's just a lesson in knowing that anytime a platform is, is, you know, important for you, that the platform really owns all the kind of data and the people, and they're really in charge of it, which is why it's so great to have your own list, your own blog, your own content out there so that you're less, you're never really reliant on any one thing. Mm. And have you noticed that, you know, like we mentioned earlier with Instagram, when, when people are starting to focus in on that one thing, does it cause them to kind of be blinded to the opportunities that are around them? Yeah, I think so. I think sometimes I think we fixate or we kind of do what everyone else is doing and we get really into the numbers and we feel a bit competitive, you know, over our numbers. And sometimes I think, you know, it's good to always be aware and, you know, that there is always a place for competition and wanting to grow. Uh, but sometimes I think it can turn into a little bit of madness. Right. <laughs> what, it is, what it is that we're just like focusing on and really like what's a long-term view on this is just really going to be, I mean, because back, back when I started my Facebook page, you know, paying for likes, promoting my page, that mean that means nothing now. All those mm. kind of likes follows. I, I can't even get them to view my stuff. So I don't know. I just feel like it's it's good to have your uh, like you were saying about you know your eggs in one basket about just kind of being being open to different channels of letting people discover you. Yes, I agree. And I think I thank you for that tip because I think that it is a good one. Um I want to ask you a couple of just kind of fast five questions. Um and yeah. they can just be off the cuff, anything that you think of. Um, in this moment, who is your favorite person to follow on Instagram and why? I love Sarah Blakely. She's hilarious. Do you follow her? She's amazing. Yes, I actually know her husband, Jesse. Oh, um, she's fantastic. incredible. She's the founder of Spanx for yeah, anyone listening. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yes. And yeah, I interviewed her from Marie Claire magazine a while ago, and she's wonderful. And she's so hilarious. She's really open about all of her mistakes and stories. So I love her. I love that. Um, best piece of advice you've ever received? Oh, nobody knows what they're doing either. (laughs) So great. It's true. It's like, I don't know. Nobody knows. Nobody knows. Not even Rachel in marketing with her great haircut. Mm -hmm. Nobody knows what they're doing either. (laughs) Um, The hardest lesson that you've ever had to learn about business or the biggest lesson? Biggest lesson I've had to learn about business. Uh, That it, mm, I want to put this the right way. It actually never really gets easier. You just get better and your Mm. challenges get bigger. Yep. It's true. Um, favorite book, website, course, program that you've read or done for business growth? 
Uh, for business growth, but my favorite book is The Seven Spiritual Laws of Success by mm. Deepak Chopra. Mm. He's awesome. Mm-hmm. An app that you can't live without. Right now, I'm obsessed with it. I'm, I'm going to sleep to it, walking around with it. Uh, the Abraham Hicks app. I'm not sure if you use it, Getting into the Vortex. No. Cool. Is it awesome? Okay. Is it a meditation app? It's a meditation app and it's for relationships, your physical health, money, and just a general well-being. Ooh. Okay. Getting into the Vortex. I'm going to have to check that one out. Um, and then a last question for you, just given our amazing um, content for the day. What would be, if you were just starting out for someone listening, what would be, and of course it depends on your, your trade, right? Your focus. Mm -hmm. So let's say if you're like in the lifestyle space, what would be three outlets that you would think about potentially pitching first to do some kind of guest contributing post? Uh, In the lifestyle space? Yes. Uh, I'll do something business. Because business is uh, really, I mean, business is lifestyle for many people. Mm-hmm. And business uh, sites are also increasingly open to lifestyle content mm-hmm. because it's how, it's how you expand. I love Business Insider, Inc., Entrepreneur Fast Company. Mm-hmm. I would also do something in the health and wellness space. Health and wellness, too, is kind of lifestyle, right? Because it's about sleep, working out, what you eat, you know, how, how you have downtime. I love, I mean, I love Mind Body Green. They're massive. I also love Greatest. I love Well and Good. Uh, and then uh, if you're female or male, maybe something kind of gender specific mm. that's kind of uh, up your alley. So depending on the age, um, maybe you could do something in the uh, in the parenting space, maybe something kind of fashion beauty like a Marie Claire or Elle or Glamour, or maybe something like GQE. Um, I'm, also, I'm also up on the men's publications, uh, but I'm sure that there are plenty dedicated to just men's style and, and, uh, and, and lifestyle info, which you can, of course, just find online. Awesome. And if you're wanting to know what your guest post should actually say and the format to pitching it, you can, of course, check out Susie's Five Minutes to Famous because she lays out all the good stuff there for sure. Um, Susie, where can everyone find you, learn more about the products and services that you offer and, of course, where you are online? So if you want to learn more about Five Minutes of Famous or learn a bit more about guest posting, I offer free live workshops. You can go to getrockstarpr.com or my blog. I release a free weekly confidence injection every Sunday. It's Susie, S-U-S-I-E, dash more, M-O-O-R-E.com. Love it. Well, Miss Susie, thank you so much for coming on today and sharing your fantastic techniques and tips and wisdom and guidance and just sharing all of the goodness. Um, I think that a lot of people are really going to love this episode. They're going to get a lot from it. And I can't wait to see what happens for everyone listening in terms of their guest posting. Thank you so much, Julie. This was so much fun. Thank you. Bye-bye. Wanting even more influencer podcast goodness and to connect with like-minded influencers? Join our Facebook community for daily tips on how to up-level your business and chat with myself and other listeners. All you got to do is visit facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash the influencer podcast to be a part of this wonderful community. Are you ready to create your own industry leading influence for show notes, downloads, and action-based tips, head to www.theinfluencerpodcast.com where you can find out more about this week's episode guest and our host, Julie Solomon. If you enjoyed this week's episode, please take a minute to go to iTunes and leave a review so we can help other influencers like yourself build their own successful business.